Leviticus 22. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Aaron and his sons to separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel, which they make holy to me, and they not profane my holy name. I am Yahweh. Tell them, If any one of all your offspring throughout your generations approaches the holy things which the children of Israel make holy to Yahweh, having his uncleanness on him, that soul shall be cut off from before me. I am Yahweh. Whoever of the offspring of Yahweh is a leper or has a discharge shall not eat of the holy things until he is clean. Whoever touches anything that is unclean by the dead or a man who has a seminal omission or whoever touches any creeping thing whereby he may be made unclean or a man from whom he may become unclean, whatever uncleanness he has, the person that touches any such shall be unclean until the evening and shall not eat of the holy things unless he bathes his body in water. When the sun is down, he shall be clean, and afterward he shall eat of the holy things, because it is his bread. He shall not eat that which dies of itself, or is torn by animals, defiling himself by it. I am Yahweh. They shall therefore follow my commandment, lest they bear sin for it and die in it, if they profane it. I am Yahweh who sanctifies them. No stranger shall eat of the holy thing. A foreigner living with the priests or a hired servant shall not eat of the holy thing. But if a priest buys a slave, purchased by his money, he shall eat of it. And those who are born in his house shall eat of his bread. If a priest's daughter is married to an outsider, she shall not eat of the heave offering of the holy things. But if a priest's daughter is a widow or divorced and has no children and has returned to her father's house as in her youth, she may eat of her father's bread, but no stranger shall eat of it. If a man eats something holy unwittingly, then he shall add the fifth part of its value to it and shall give the holy thing to the priest. The priest shall not profane the holy things of the children of Israel, which they offer to Yahweh and so cause them to bear the iniquity that brings guilt when they eat their holy things. For I am Yahweh who sanctifies them. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, Whoever is of the house of Israel, or of the foreigners in Israel, who offers his offering, whether it is any of their vows or any of their freewill offerings, which they offer to Yahweh for a burnt offering, that you may be accepted, you shall offer a male without defect of the bulls, of the sheep, or of the goats. But you shall not offer whatever has a defect, for it shall not be acceptable to you. Whoever offers a sacrifice of peace offerings to Yahweh to accomplish a vow, or for a freewill offering of the herd or of the flock, it shall be perfect to be accepted, it shall have no defect. You shall not offer what is blind, is injured, is maimed, has a wart, is festering, or has a running sore to Yahweh, nor make an offering by fire of them on the altar to Yahweh. Either a bull or a lamb that has any deformity, or lacking in its parts, that you may offer for a freewill offering, but for a vow it shall not be accepted. You must not offer to Yahweh that which has its testicles bruised, crushed, broken, or cut. You must not do this in your land. 
You must not offer any of these as the bread of your God from the hand of a foreigner, because their corruption is in them. There is a defect in them. They shall not be accepted for you. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, When a bull, a sheep, or a goat is born, it shall remain seven days with its mother. From the eighth day on it shall be accepted for the offering of an offering made by fire to Yahweh. Whether it is a cow or you, you shall not kill it and its young both in one day. When you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to Yahweh, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day, and you shall leave none of it until the morning. I am Yahweh. Therefore, you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am Yahweh. You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be made holy among the children of Israel. I am Yahweh who makes you holy, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am Yahweh. There's lots of things in this chapter. We won't talk about them all. But I want to talk about this idea of sacrifices that have defects in them. And um, what used to happen is um, people who traveled to Jerusalem later in the Bible, but earlier in the Bible, if they traveled to the tabernacle, which was at different places like Shiloh, they often wouldn't bring their sacrifice with them. Because if you're traveling, it's a lot of effort to bring a bull or to bring other animals with you, but people who live nearby would sell one to you. So when you came to the, um, you know, there's, say there's a flock of sheep here, and you're wanting to buy a sacrifice, if there's one that's got a limp, it's going to be cheaper. <laughs> and um, But what the Lord is saying here is, is the sacrifice has to be a genuinely worthy sacrifice. Don't go for the cheap option. You know, today, you know, if you were driving down the road today and there was, say, a bull or a cow that had been hit by a car and was laying there badly damaged, you, you might think, oh, there's a free animal. Um, you know, if there was an animal just laying in the paddock and they found a dead animal, you know, that wasn't quite dead, to, to pick that up and bring it to God, it would be a sacrifice that didn't cost them anything. Or some of these other animals that had defects, they would be a sacrifice that were cheap. And what God was saying is that bring a proper sacrifice. Honor me properly. Don't skimp out by looking for some um, defective animal. Give a, a sacrifice that's a true sign of respect. And in, later on in the, in the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi, the Lord actually talks about this because the children of Israel had been in the land a long, long time and they got to the point where they were cutting corners. They were doing exactly this. And, and the Lord wrote in Malachi chapter 1, he said, Where is the respect due to me in regards to this very, very thing? Go and read Malachi chapter 1 and you'll see there's a whole, a whole um, pretty much a whole chapter on this very topic. And um, sacrifices were supposed to be without defects. So if someone had a flock or a herd, say you had a hundred sheep, and you had one that was blind, you'd think to yourself, well, I don't want to, that, that blind animal's not very helpful to me. Um, it's, it's more of a hassle to take care of it. You'd, you'd be tempted to sacrifice that one to God and get rid of it. And, um, or, you know, if wolves broke in and, and um, 
attacked one of your sheep and it was damaged or injured, you'd be, you could be tempted to sacrifice that one because it's kind of not useful to you anymore. And people do a very, very similar thing today. Um, fortunately, in, in peace, where I'm a part of, the, we've learned to be generous and so many people are very generous with their offerings and tithes, but that's not common in the body of Christ. It's very, very common when the offering plate goes around for people to open up their wallet and look in there and they might find a $50 note and a 20 and a 10 and a $5 note. <laughs> and they'd say, oh, $5. And then they'd say, well, hang on, that's, that's not quite, uh, quite right. And they might put in the 10 just to make themselves feel a bit better. But what they're doing is they're just giving something to God as a token. They're not giving a genuine gift. And... Um, We'll talk about tithing in another in another one of these videos, but but the idea here of sacrificing to God is to give something that's actually a sacrifice, not to give something that doesn't really cost you anything. And um, in in the New Testament times, you know, since Christ, we don't sacrifice animals anymore, but we still make sacrifices. And um, God wants us to give of our whole hearts, not to give half-heartedly. So we give financially. We give um, of our time. We, um, you know, if you're a part of a church, you, you look for a way to contribute to the life of that church. You might contribute by running a life group. You might, there might be a working bee at the church and you wanna be a part of everything the church is doing and contribute your time and to participate. You hear what the Lord is saying and you say so you give of your time to share the gospel with your neighbors. You do acts of love for other people. So you're looking as a New Testament believer in Jesus Christ to make sacrifices and to give offerings, offerings of your time, of your money, of your heart, of your love, offerings of your service, offerings of prayer. So these are all the ways that we make offerings today. And what the Lord is saying is that we should give them wholeheartedly and not just give whatever we have left over. And so there's still a lesson in this for us today and when we look at Jesus Christ, when Jesus, when God wanted to give a sacrifice to redeem the world, he gave the best thing that there was to give. He didn't skimp. He didn't find the, the, the least thing that he could give, but rather he gave it all. So the Lord himself demonstrated the giving of all. And, and Malachi 1 says, where is the respect due to me? So even though we don't, as priests, you know, we're, we're priests in the new covenant, but we're also people who bring sacrifices to priests to give to God. As New Testament believers, we want to give God our all. We want to give him our best. And all of us are guilty at times of cutting corners. You know, if someone ever broke into your house and stole money from you, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but we've lost, I've lost money a few times in my life where people have stolen from me. I didn't immediately think, oh, I'm just gonna count that as an offering to God. But in the Old Testament, there were times when people would do this type of thing. An animal of their, their plague would die or be attacked. Well, they would say, well, that's my sacrifice to God. And they were just trying to cut corners. One thing that I have discovered is when we do put the Lord first in these things, and we do so not because we want him to bless us, but we genuinely want to make him the Lord, we find that it does have the effect of blessing us. 
So our heart really is to sacrifice, to give to the Lord of our offerings, whatever in whatever form that, that we do them, because He is our Lord and we put Him first and our lives are lived for Him. So sacrifices, offerings, which we still make today, although they're not animal sacrifices, they should be willingly given. They should be given with a whole heart. They should cost us something. And in doing so, we declare that Christ is our Lord. So Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, which was willingly given, which was wholehearted, and it cost you everything. And Lord, you, even though you're the Lord of all, you became our servant. And now, Father, let us have the grace to willingly serve, willingly give, to make sacrifices that do cost us something. And Lord, we declare you're our Lord. Help us to follow you wholeheartedly, just as this chapter 22 of Leviticus teaches us. So Father, let grace be given to all my hearers and listeners today to be people who make offerings and sacrifices for the Lord, just as we're taught here. In Jesus' name, amen.